73. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. My name is Keith. I'm John. And this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to see through it and to see God, not to it to primarily look at it and see ourselves. All right. So Romans 9 through 12, right? This is the deep end of the theological pool. Paul is really getting into this, his argument about, you know, uh, the gospel and God. And right. I think here there are questions um, that I think Paul is trying to answer, yeah. right? Number one, has God failed to keep his promises to Israel? Right. right? Um, number two, what is the role of Israel in the movement of the gospel to the Gentiles, right? right. Um, and then how is God sovereign in control? Sovereign just means in control and just, right, in his gospel going to the Gentiles, right? right. And so Paul is going to answer these questions and he's going to like, take the long way home, if right. you will, instead of just saying, look, bro, God is good, right? It's something right. like that. Um, but he starts off Romans. And I love the way he starts off. Paul is like, yo, man, I have great sorrow and unceasing anguish, right, in my heart. For I wish that I myself were cursed and cut off from Christ for the benefit of my brothers and sisters, my own flesh and blood. He's talking about the people of Israel. And he's just like, yo, man, like, keep it a buck. Like, I wish I was rejected. Right. From Jesus yeah. so that they would come to Jesus. And yo, man, like I, I think I've been a Christian. I think I love the Lord, but I'm not there. Right. Like, I, I, know. I don't know if I could pray that same prayer and just we just see this immense solidarity with his people. But Moses did the same thing. Right. right? If yeah. we remember Exodus 32. Right. Like right, right. folks oh, worshiping good. a golden calf and Moses went before God and he's like, yo, man, like, man, if you're not going to forgive him, like erase me from your book as well. Right. And. Yeah, you just see that, like, man, God, uh, Paul is saying, like, I will forsake my own salvation for the salvation of my people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what I love about Paul is he brings this up and says, yo, has God's promises failed? And throughout the rest of the time, what he's going to say is, all right, mm -hmm. listen, they haven't, right? For right, at right. least two <laughs> reasons. First of all, it's actually through the rejection of Israel that this gospel kind of goes to the Gentiles, right? So Gentiles come in. God's plan mm -hmm. has been expanded so they hadn't failed mm -hmm. there and two he's saying no no listen but god ain't done yet god's mm -hmm. gonna set things right yep and i think it's too like he is like yo you you one of the reasons like y'all think the word of god has failed because y'all don't understand like all skin folk ain't kin folk right, right. Like, <laughs> you gotta understand like right. they're just because you just because you was from Abraham don't mean you was really of Israel, right. right? Think about it. He chose, you know, Jacob, not Esau, Isaac, not Ishmael, right? It's always been kind of this election, this sovereign choosing of God on his own. Yeah. So you guys are getting it twisted. It's again, Israel was so focused on lineage, right? It never was about that. Yeah, right? yeah. What it was he was always really... about God's yeah, yeah, yeah. So what but, he was really trying to bring out to your point was that, right? What where um, I love it. Even here, he's going to make this distinction and he's not going to use Jews the way that he had in the past. He's going to use right. the word Israel. Right. Mm -hmm. So That's good. it's good different. Ball. Like he's going to talk about, no, no, look, mm -hmm. it's always been about the people that come through the promise, yes, not yes. just a birthright, right? That mm -hmm. Israel has always been, right? the people that come through the promise, because remember Abraham had two sons, right? So biologically right, right. he had two kids that shared the same DNA pretty much. But what God's saying is no, no, look, 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 it's always been people that come through the promise. And Paul's just continuing to build up this, this faith aspect. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. And even at end of nine, he quotes Isaiah and, and talks about, you know, the way some weren't spared in terms of the Assyrian and Babylonian exile. And he goes to show like, even then, man, like all Israel wasn't necessarily saved then, right? All people right. who were of ethnic Israel wasn't saved then. So again, Paul is appealing to the scriptures, right? One right. of the ways we know and see the gospel in God's character is through the scriptures. And Paul right. is going to prove that. And 10, he comes to Israel and says, yo, like, man, they, they pursued it as if righteousness was by the law, right? right. But he's like, yo, for Christ is the end of the law for righteousness right. to everyone who believes. And that word for end um, is not necessarily like termination, but end means goal, right? Fulfillment. Right. It's literally tell us. And Christ is the goal of the law. Like pursuing the law, they missed the point of the law, is right. what he's saying. Right. right. The point was Christ. And so he's like, yo, man, like, you got to understand the law was a means to an end in the same way that driving to a destination is not just to drive, right? right. It's to get you to the place you're trying to go, right? right? And yeah. so he's like, yo, you got to understand the true intent of the law um, and, and, that, and that righteousness comes there. And he's like, yo, it's not too hard. Like where you got to go up in heaven or go down. You don't have to go storm the gates of heaven and right. grab the promises of God. Or you don't even have to go down to death or Sheol, the abyss. He's like, somebody actually did that for you, right? right. Like, mm. like Christ came down from heaven. Then he goes, down to death and he ascends back up. So the word, he says, yo, it's much easier than that. It's like, it's near you. It's in your heart and in your mouth. And it's like, confess with your mouth, believe right. with your heart, right? Yeah. Uh, that, that God raised Jesus from the dead, man. And uh, you you will be safe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Love that. Chapter 11. Um, I, I th- Oh, no, mm. no. Nah, nah, you want to keep going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love this. Come on. <laughs> um, chapter 11, Paul kills because he's like, yo, um, man, you, you may hear that and, and hear uh, me say like, you may hear me saying that, you know, God is unjust. Like, Paul, that doesn't sound too just, right? Like, and he's like, yo, God has not abandoned his people. Let me tell you how I know. Look at me, right? right. Like, I'm exhibit A. Like, I'm right. an Israelite, right? Yeah. Um, I'm from the tribe of Benjamin, bro. I, I really, I'm really, like, my <laughs> right, people right. really them people, fam. Right. Like, what you mean? Right. You know, God is still been just to Israel because I'm saved, right? Right. And then he's like, God has chosen a remnant. Remember, Elijah, right? Just God Elijah was done. worried and discouraged yeah. and depressed. Mm. And it was like, Huh? No, no, no. That's uh, uh, that's it. Yeah, God has always done that, right? That, yeah, it's always been this large group of people that profess faith in God or are supposed to be God's people, but we see the faithfulness has always lied in a remnant, right? And so Paul mm-hmm. says it here, mm-hmm. and I think we talked about it on the podcast a while ago. I can't remember. Somebody asked me. They're like, all right, John, how do you stay encouraged as a Christian in the current mm. climate that we're in when it seems like there are so many gross misrepresentations of who Christ is, right? Politically, nationally, and all mm. that. And it's like, I come back to this text right here. It's no, no, listen, listen, listen. God always has a remnant. I'm not trying to judge his faithfulness mm. by um, against mm. the standard of everybody that would claim him as their God, I'm judging his faithfulness by the remnant that he's left behind. Mm, yeah. So he says, I asked them, have they stumbled so, so as to fall? Absolutely not. On the contrary, by their transgression, salvation has come to the Gentiles to make Israel jealous, right? Now, if right. their tra- transgression brings riches for the world and their failure riches for the Gentiles, how much more will their fullness bring? In other words, Paul is just going to say like, man, God is going to use the Jews, right? right? Jesus and the apostles to save the Gentiles. And right. then he's going to use the Gentiles to ultimately save the Jews. Right. Right. So again, God is, yeah, big picture thinking. And he's still, listen, he's still, man, 
going to get his plan accomplished. There's nothing that can uh, distort the plan of God. And one of the things, bro, I, I, I realized as reading this text that was really like, like really blew my categories mm. um, was this idea of, and this made me like, I want to scream. He went on to say that like, man, to talk about how it's like olive branches, right? And yo, Israel right. was broken off so that you Gentiles can be grafted in. Now, if you pay careful, English, uh, careful attention to the English, uh, you catch this. He says he did not even spare the natural branches, mm. right? He did not spare Israel, but the purpose of him not sparing them was so that the Gentiles could be saved. In other words, the purpose of God not sparing Israel was for the good of the world, mm. right? And we think about Romans 8, Paul is going to say, yo, he didn't even spare his own son, right? Right. right. How will he also not grant, you know, uh, riches to us all? And so, again, we see even see the way he's interpreting Israel's fate is similar to the way he interprets Christ's fate. Right. right? Yeah. And then so it's like, yeah, for them not to be for them to be rejected in a sense is for the good of the world, the same way that it was good for Christ to be rejected because it was for the good of the world. That's good. And then he's going to say, yo, even better than that, he says, what would their acceptance mean but life from the dead? Yeah. In other words, like it's it's as if Israel's going to be resurrected, right, right, in the end, because it's like a life from the dead where they were cut off, but now they're going to be brought back in. And he's going to say, yo, like in the end, all Israel is going to be safe. Um, and again, man, this is the promise of God, this just expansive, long, dense argument but Paul is saying, yo, God is just, God can be trusted. His promises have not failed. You just really haven't thought about in line with the scriptures, what he's really doing. And bro, this is going to lead me and Paul to worship. Yeah. And, and that's it. And you know that Paul really feels that on the inside because he busts into this spontaneous worship and praise, mm -hmm. thanking God for how good he is. And then that leads right into Chapter 12, where it's, mm -hmm. where it's just like, therefore, right, in light of God's mercy, and you say, what mercy? Chapters 1 through 11, right? So Paul's going to say, all right, look, 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 I explained all of that stuff for this, therefore, look, in light of God's mm -hmm. mercy, and then he's going to say, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. So Paul's going to use Old Testament imagery mm -hmm. and bring back in the sacrificial system and say, no, look, look, in light of God's mercy, now your future obedience, your life is not your own. You need to get your life and put it up on this altar and offer it body and soul completely to God. And what I love is that, look, Paul is going to base, after Paul talked all that stuff about, you know, the kindness and the severity of God, the judgment, what God's going to hope to do. Paul's talked all the stuff about the wrath of God and all of that, Paul's going to root their obedience, not in a future fear of judgment, but in God's past mercy. He's going to say, man, if you want to look for the motivation to obey, look for it in what God has done in the past, in light of God's mercy, offer your bodies as a sacrifice then. Amen. Yep. Listen, grace and mercy always merits a response, yeah. right? Like our response to God's infinite wisdom and grace in saving us is always a life of sacrifice and obedience, right? Like right. theology is, you see that theology has ends. It's not just for 
random speculation, but it's for worship as Paul does here, but it's also for the for the aspect of, of living out our faith in tangible ways to love God and love our neighbors. Amen. Let's pray. God, I pray that you would help us Amen. to love you, to serve the people that you've placed in our lives with everything that you've placed inside of us today and every day. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.